Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Akun Wong and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, is my co-host Trevor Stores from Full Press Coverage and Rough the District. How you doing, Trev? Oh, I'm good. I'm excited. It's Super Bowl week, man. So <laughs> we get to see one more, one last NFL football game. I'm excited, so. I am excited as well. And, you know, the thing that kind of gets me, though, is that they're having all these reports about how it's going to be, like, in the upper 80s during the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. Yeah. And I am really jealous. I have to tell you. I am, too. Like, it's, it's weird to hear and, and frustrating to hear people say they're hot and they're sweating and yeah, sunny, right? sunny weather. In it's like they're rubbing it in. So, like, it's like, why are you rubbing <laughs> it in our face, Los Angeles? Gosh, yeah. don't, be a, don't have to be a dick about it. Well, it's just ridiculous. Right now. <laughs> you know and then you hear all the stuff, they're like, you know, heat advisory, make sure you bring fans and lots of water. I'm sitting here yeah, thinking that's to myself, like, what? <laughs> right. I'm it's like, I hope my boiler's working. Like, <laughs> right. I was like, I got my second pair of socks on here. Are you kidding me? Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, I start my car in the morning. My I know, green. exactly. <laughs> exactly. My car takes 30 minutes for me to get to, 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 to habitable temperatures. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, hey, so I got to ask you this because you know how much I love food. I know how much you love food. What do you have? Oh, what are you uh, making for the Super Bowl this week? Um, so I've got some bros that are going to come over and do our own nice. food. So I've got some nice. wings coming. Got to have okay. some kind of dip, whether it's buffalo dip or spin dip, cheese dip, yep. some kind of dip. Um, probably, I don't know, pizza maybe, I don't know, but it's a bunch of different stuff. So all the that. regular, all the regular stuff, right? I, I got yeah. I'm, all, I'm bored with all that. I, I am a big, as you know, as everyone knows, I'm a big nachos guy. I am all about them nachos. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, and I'm talking about, and I said this on the Urban Sports Team this week, I'm talking about full fat, you know, 90% fat nachos. Like, I, I'm not, I don't want any, like, you know, turkey or any chicken to touch my nachos. It's going to be full on bad, grade D beef, barely fit for human consumption beef that's 90% fat. <laughs> that's what I'm going to have on my nachos. Let's it's go. going to be so good. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that my, my cardiologist will hate me for a, for a month. I'm going to say, yeah. That's the last That's right. If I let, yeah. <laughs> hey, well, if there's a Super Bowl to celebrate, it's this one because this is exciting. I'm actually excited about both teams being there. So this will be a good one. Um, so with that said, there's plenty to talk about today, and I already previewed some of it, but we're going to talk about some new NFL head coaches. We're going to talk about our previews and predictions for the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56. Our annual prop bet picks will be up there next and much more. So let's go. All right, so we got more new head coaches, and I think we finally got them all. We got the Saints, the Texans, Jaguars, and the Dolphins. They finally hired their head coaches. The Saints hired Dennis Allen, formerly their defensive coordinator. The Texans hired Lovey Smith, their, formerly their defensive coordinator. The Jaguars hired Doug Peterson, who took a hiatus last year and was most recently the Eagles head coach. And the Dolphins hired Mike McDaniel, formerly the 49ers offensive coordinator. So, that should be rounded out for us. And uh, tell me, which of those new head coaches uh, catches your eye there, Trev? Anything that you think is a good fit or bad fit? Um, I guess Lovey Smith. We kind of talked about it pregame or yeah. pre-show. Um, yeah. That's I. And the more we talk about, it, more I think about it. I think that was probably the right move and the best move for this year. 
for that organization. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole Deshaun Watson uh, question mark, um, the whole Brian Flores thing, interviewing there, and he came out saying what he said. So I yep. think that that organization has just had a lot of work to do. And I think promoting within, which what they did with Levy Smith, was the best option for this year. That way they can, you know, he can at least start the rebuild there of the culture and everything else and then see what happens next year. So I think that's a pretty interesting move. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, they could hire Brian Flores if they were going to for that move. But that whole thing is, is shaky to talk about and to have an opinion on. So Right, right. I'm just going to, you know, stay away from that side. But Lovey Smith, you promoted within. He's been there for a while. He knows the organization already. So we'll see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, oh, go ahead, my bad. Yeah, no, no, I was gonna say, I was gonna comment on Lovey Smith a little bit. I mean, isn't it just the fact that, and we talked about this again pre-show, but you know, I obviously lived through two ten years of Lovey Smith, two thousand four to two thousand twelve with the Chicago Bears, and also uh, two thousand sixteen to twenty twenty with the University of Illinois. I'm uh, obviously an Illinois fan as well, and uh, you know, it's he's he's fine. I, I actually like Lovey Smith as a guy, and I think he's a smart head coach. But he's really not the guy that's going to take your franchise to the next level. You know, right. I mean, you just look at, I mean, I look more, more, most recently, like Tampa Bay. He went to Tampa Bay after leaving the Bears, and uh, he was a ter- it was terrible. He was 8-24 yeah. in the two years there. It was really, really horrible. Uh, and yeah. then he went to the University of Illinois, and they paid him a huge amount of money. Um, over six years, and it was a disaster. You know, it just did not work out. I mean, he he was overall 17 and 39 in five seasons at Illinois. I don't there's uh anything yeah. to, <laughs> to be proud about. Yeah, you know, it. it's not it's just not good. Then he went to Houston, and and the Texans have been a disaster. And that's obviously not entirely his fault. Um, you know, the Houston Texans have been a disaster of a franchise for quite some time now. But that being said, it's not like he did great things as a defensive coordinator when he was there. So I, I don't get it, but I do think that it is a safe choice for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, no one's going to hate on Lovey Smith as being a terrible choice, just that he's obviously not the optimal choice of all the head coaching prospects that are out there yeah. and you had at, your, at your fingertips. You went and got, got Lovey Smith. It just seems like a, a weird thing to do. It kind of reminds me of that uh, entire kicker situation in Washington, you know, like oh in the God. middle of the year. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was, it was kind of funny because, like, the entire, like, uh, it's just really funny to me because Dustin Hopkins, you know, ends up being, you know, he, he I just, I, I, I guess I, can't, I shouldn't open up uh, this whole can of worms again. <laughs> worms again. Nah, but you're good. it's not like he's bad, <laughs> you know? No, nah, he, he was um, bad. He's bad. He's bad. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. We'll, no, we'll, go, with we'll go with that. Um, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. I'm also but, interested in the Mike McDaniel one in Miami. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. He he had a lot of weapons in San Francisco to help it out with his offensive mind and Kyle Shanahan right there in his back pocket. Yeah. But now he's the head guy, so who's going to be in his back pocket? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what he does with Tua, how he uses Tua, mm-hmm. and how he builds that roster up. I mean, he seems like he's pretty excited about it. And um, – so, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. I, I am actually very excited to see what he's going to do. I mean, th- I've never thought that Tua is a franchise quarterback. I think he is a, a NFL quarterback, right? And I just don't right. think he's a – I've never thought of him as a franchise quarterback. But he does have a skill set that if you put him in the right position to succeed, put him, all the right pieces around him, 
you know, that he can be successful. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what Mike McDaniel will do there. I think he has some, some potential. I mean, he was an offensive assistant uh, for the Falcons back in 2015 and 2016. He was a wide receivers coach for a couple of years before that in a couple of different organizations, including the Washington Redskins. And yeah. um, then the run game coordinator, the 49ers went up to offensive coordinator. He's done a great job there. And, you know, the, the 49ers, if you think about their offense, they are known for their run game. Um, so, right. you know, the, maybe he can do something there. I, I don't know <laughs> how that's going to work, but yeah, uh, at least I can get excited about it. Right. You know, I can get excited about that. I, I'm also kind of interested in what Doug Peterson is going to do. Cause I mean, obviously he's had oh, yeah, success. Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, if, if Doug Peterson, if anybody can get Trevor Lawrence back on track, I mean, I think that Doug Peterson has a shot at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this gives Trevor Lawrence a new lease in life, right? Because he yeah. had not a good rookie season. <laughs> Let's put so, it that way. Um, he had a lot of distractions there too, and that, that, that didn't help. So. Exactly. Exactly right. And I think that when you look at it and you say, well, what, you know, Doug Peterson has a great degree. He, he spent, you know, three years in Kansas, Kansas City, and then he spent all that time in the Eagles. And both of those places are known for, um, you know, putting together good passing games around not great players. You know, I mean, he, he coached up Alex Smith. He coached up Nick Foles. Uh, I mean, if he can do that for them, I think he can do that for uh, Trevor Lawrence. So that would be really interesting. Yeah. So that should be interesting. Yeah. So, the, so, I, so I guess we'll see how it all goes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm not super excited about Dennis Allen. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, like, I, don't know. I mean, he, he had, he was, head coach this year already once. Um, he's got a lot of work to do on his hands. He doesn't have a quarterback, he doesn't have a receiver. Alvin yeah. Kamara is in a lot of trouble. So, yeah, he's got to take the mill to figure <laughs> out. I mean, he's got he's got a lot on his hands, so we'll see how that works too. But it's not that interesting. It's not that exciting. Like, I really don't care. No, no I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they uh, – I just don't see it as – I mean – I have I see how that um, I understand having that continuity might be helpful in some way, but right. um, you know maybe they're trying to to to, to save some of that um, some of that mojo from the previous you know groups yeah. and, and say like well maybe this is going to be this, this will be just this will be good enough I, I and I don't know I, I I'm not I'm not seeing the vision here I guess is the bottom line uh, um, and they got so much to rebuild there I almost feel like they they hired him to to be just a, a bridge, uh, yeah. bridge head yeah, coach, you know, you for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, well, we'll see. Uh, that's it. I mean, we now we'll have all the head coaches set. It'll be interesting to see how all this kind of shakes out. Now I can't wait till the next season, but we're not even yeah, I know. The season yet. <laughs> I know, right? Already. It's crazy. It's crazy. But now, but we're not at the end of this season. So we got to talk about that because that means Super Bowl 56 is just, around the corner before we get there let's talk about our sponsor manscaped it's uh support for football garbage time brought to you by manscaped as i said before it's there to trim your pubes it's pretty <laughs> pretty cool <laughs> so there you go 20 percent off free worldwide shipping with the code garbage time at manscaped.com again again 20 percent off and free shipping with the code yeah. garbage time at manscaped.com go get it manscaped, go get it man you guys get that we're trying to go to the super bowl next year sponsored yeah. by manscaped so we need you guys to subscribe so they we can do that would be the bomb <laughs> that's right manscaped send us to the freaking super bowl if you guys on, man. yeah and listeners please make this happen i mean come on we we love you we go to overtime for you all the time go exactly. buy yourself a manscaped product with our code you know Jeez. <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Super Bowl 56. 
that little thing coming up on Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. It's the uh, Los Angeles Rams. They're at 12-5 and five in the season against the Cincinnati Bengals, 10-7. and seven. Uh, I have to say I was surprised that this is the matchup that we see at the Super Bowl, but I'm excited. The spread is currently 3.5 with the uh, Rams slightly favored. And uh, it's interesting because the Rams are the visiting team in their home stadium. <laughs> exactly. Weirdness. Okay. Total weirdness, okay? Over-under is 48.5. Money line is minus 175 for the Rams, plus 150 for the Bengals. Really hasn't been moving much, so people are betting down those lines. So it's really interesting to see how this all shakes out. Right now, there are a couple uh, players who we don't know what's going to happen. We know that Daryl Henderson may be activated, may not be, but so far it hasn't. We know Tyler Higbee is uh, questionable, but is more on the doubtful side. There's also Cam Akers suffering from an injury, and we are unsure how much he will see the field, and Ben Jefferson as well uh, with a questionable tag. But looks like he'll be good to go. On the Bengals side, C.J. Uzama is questionable, is unlikely to play, but who knows? And then we'll kind of feel it out from there. Where it's unclear what if there's anybody else that uh, is going to get a, a designation, but nobody of note at this point. So let's turn to the game. Will, uh, well, Trev, actually, and I should say this, I should have mentioned this up front. Some of you might have been um, oh, yeah. surprised to see that Will Shorter is not on the show right now. <laughs> he, he's not going to surprise you in the middle of the show. Will had a uh, had an emergency in his other uh, his, his other job, and so he wasn't going to be able to make it this week. He will be making it next week instead. So tune in next week. Will Shorter, great guy, knows tons, and he is so much fun to have on the show. So he'll be there sounding off of us after the Super Bowl instead of before. So Trev. Let's talk to you about this. In your opinion, what are the keys to this game that you think uh, are going to be important to watch? Defensive line and quarterback pressure, I think, comes down to that. I think both secondaries are maybe not on paper, but in in the style of play and actually on the field, they're probably considered equal. Um, Linebacker play may be the same, but the defensive line, give it the edge to the Rams. They just got so much more stronger – Powerful guys on that side. The Bengals have Trey, Hendrick- Trey Hendrickson and yep. maybe um, I'm, I'm probably missing. I think like B.J. Hill. I think that was them who had the interception or something like that last week mm-hmm. or last game. Mm-hmm. Other than that, um, if, if Joe Burrow can can get the ball out fast and stay on his on his feet rather than on the ground, then it's going to be interesting. But I just think that um, the the Bengals defensive line is strong. Like I said, the Rams so. I'm giving the edge to the Rams, so that's the key defensive line. Wow. So I agree the defensive line is going to be really important, but uh, I feel like I'm on an island here because I, I'm, a, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, already, I'm, I'm already on record saying this, so I don't think this will surprise anybody. I'm kind of on the Bengals on this one, and then everyone looks at me sideways when I say that. But, you know, I, I just, you know, I got to hear me out here because I do think that, you know, number one, Joe Burrow clearly has taken some enormous steps forward over the last two months. His last four games of the regular season, he averaged 369 passing yards per game and 2.75 touchdowns per game with an average completion percentage of north of 75%. I mean, the guy was on fire to end the end of the season. And he had zero interceptions and zero fumbles over that span, which I think is incredibly important. Then the postseason, it's a little bit more normal, 281 passing yards, 1.33 touchdowns, only two total giveaways. He's had a lot of pressure um, playing with that offensive line you know, from other opposing defenses. And he's come out pretty well. And I think the reason why 
is because the time to release, he's shortened that time to release, and he's hitting T. Higgins on shorter routes. And we're mm-hmm. seeing that, that, that when they need to come back, when they need to – because you, you'll notice early on in the game, like let's talk about the, when, they, when they played against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Early on in the game, it was a different game plan, right? They were trying to get Jamar Chase open. They're trying to go down deep a little bit. Um, and they tried to set that up with little play action of Mixon. Mixon wasn't getting any traction, and they just weren't getting a lot of uh, positive yardage there. Once mm-hmm. they decided, okay, the run isn't working, we're going to still do it. The run isn't working, but we're going to go really fast timing play action. Basically, play action in and out, you know, one and a half, two seconds, and he was hitting T. Higgins on shorter routes, and that really loosened it up because at that point, linebackers had to stay back. They really couldn't. They couldn't put as much pressure on that defensive line. I think he can do something similar to the Rams because keep in mind, Jimmy Garoppolo essentially lit them up. <laughs> you know, yeah, after going only 131 yards against the Packers, he he kind of lit them up, and they didn't they did not they did not they definitely harassed him, but they really didn't get to him. You know, right. so you know I I and I'm not saying the Bengals offensive line is good as the 49ers, and I do think that there's a question mark as to whether they can get the ground game going or not. But if Joe Mixon can get some positive yardage, I mean, he was really, really terrible um, so at this point so far, because in, in the postseason he's only averaged 3.65 yards per carry. If he can get, bump that up to about four and a half in this game, you know, get, get average out around four yards on a first down carry or a second down carry. I think that's going to loosen things up dramatically because Joe Mixon is a really good running back. You know, I don't think he gets a lot of credit for it, but he quietly has had 1,205 rushing yards on 292 carries and 13 rushing touchdowns this season. And, and he is a very, very good running back. And I think if they can get him going, he doesn't have to break out huge runs, but like four yards per carry, that's going to be a huge difference. It's going to make the defensive line of the Rams step back and respect the fact that they might have they might unleash Mixon. It will give Burrow enough time to find Higgins on those short out routes. And you just need one to get to Jamar Chase and he can get to the house. So, you know, I, I do think there is a plan here that can make the Bengals successful. But I get it. You know, I totally get it. I understand why, why everyone feels that the Rams have the upper hand here. Um, they yeah. certainly, you know, they, it just it's just hard to put into words. <laughs> you know, it's hard to, right. hard to I put mean, into that. I don't know how the Bengals are going to stop Cooper Cup. I mean, they kind of stopped Tyreek Hill, but he's short. Um, (laughs) Kelsey still got his, but that's about it. But Cooper Cup is a different animal. He's a different beast. That man is good after the catch. He's a good route runner. He has great hands. Um, So if they all put all their focus on him, we still got Van Jefferson, and we still got Odell Beckham Jr. out there too, who yeah, has shown he's still got it, and he has not lost a step since New York, pretty much. So that's a good thing. Um, also, I just think this two-week break off is going to benefit the Rams. For one, they've been at home this, like for the past three weeks. The Super yeah. Bowl is at home. I don't care if they're the visiting team; they're still playing at home. That's an advantage. And the Bengals, it seems like they caught they got they caught fire at the right time. Like they were ten and seven. And then, you know, they were playing every week. It was like the regular season never really stopped for them. They just kept playing, kept playing. And now yeah. they've had to stop and really put some focus into this big game. I just feel like, I don't know, yes, Joe Burrow has handled national championships and championship games in the past, but this is the Super Bowl, and you're pretty much playing away, even though you're the home team. Yeah. Inside, 
Uh, everyone's watching. You're the only game on TV. There's no more games yeah. after this, no matter if you win or lose, like literally. So right. I don't know. I feel like the pressure might be a little bit too high for Joe Burrow. And I think at the end, the Rams, uh, it'll be close. It'll be tight at the beginning. Everybody's going to be nervous. Yeah. Um, it'll be close to halftime. But I just feel like once halftime hits, Rams are just going to come out and blow the doors away. Well, no doubt about the fact that you say the word, you say the names, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey. That's that's a lot to deal with. You know, that's a lot to deal with yeah. for sure. But but let me say this though. I don't know you you know you, you saw this, but the Rams offense have the most giveaways of any team yeah. in the postseason. Any I, I team in the postseason. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're careless. <laughs> they so, are careless. You know, that that's and, and they haven't been able to establish anything on the ground. I mean Cam Akers has had Several games now to establish himself. He hasn't been able to do it. Sony Michelle is Sony Michelle, and I just don't know what's going to happen to Daryl Henderson. I actually don't think it's a benefit for them to, for him to come back at this point because he has no, he no. probably has no rhythm, you know. Exactly. So I don't think that's a positive. So I don't think that they. So basically, you're running through Cup, which hey, I'll take it, right? I think Cup by yeah, far the best too. wide receiver All in the NFL this season, no doubt about it. But they've lost games with Cup putting on fire before, and I I do think that. What the, what the Bengals showed me in that AFC Conference Championship game is that they can make adjustments. They can make adjustments oh, based sure. on what they see on offense. They got, they, got their, they got their doors blown off by the yeah. Chiefs in the first three possessions, and then they turned it, and they turned it around, and they said, you know what? Right. That's it. Zero right. points, you know, for over a half a game. He's, I'm excited. Yeah. So I think there's, there, is, there is room for both teams to win, and I, I think there are ways that both teams can win. Um, I do think one thing that will make a difference in this game, and I don't think I'm going out on a limb here, are the kickers. I think that Evan McPherson of the Cincinnati Bengals will make some key kicks in this game, and I don't think that's going out on a limb because he is 84.8% on his field goal attempts in the regular season, 9 of 11 from 50 yards plus as a rookie, and get this, he is on his way mm-hmm to setting a record for most made field goals in the postseason. In his rookie season, he's 12 of 12. He's perfect 12 of 12. He, he, pressure doesn't get to this guy. He won no. a game on a 52-yard kick. He won a game the next week on a 31-yard kick. And like I said, he's 12 for 12. And they won those games. All these games they won by one score. Those field goals were uh, absolutely imperative. They had to hit those. So uh, I – and he's – you know, he can hit from 55, 56. So I think that Evan McPherson is going to make a difference in this game. I, I think that it's going to come – maybe we won't see a ton of Bengals touchdowns, but they don't need right. a lot of touchdowns to win games, you know. And, I, and no. I can see this coming down to that. And if it, I had to pick between him and Matt Gay, I'm picking yeah. McPherson, you know. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's weird to say that the kickers might make a difference in the game. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it is. Job, it's like everybody think, else. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the other thing is that the Bengals have never won a Super Bowl. You know, right. they've never won a Super Bowl. They've been to the Super Bowl twice, 88 and 81. They lost both times to Joe Montana, former Notre Dame guy, so shout out because obviously he's awesome. But now they got their own Joe, and they're in the Super Bowl. So exactly. It's going to be good. Here. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really good. And of course, I'm rooting for Matt Stafford. I mean, the guy obviously deserves an opportunity to win a Super Bowl after having to suffer through the Detroit Lions for all those years. Yeah, no uh, joke. But you mentioned one guy, which I have my eye on, and that's Odell Beckham Jr. Because I think he can be mm-hmm. a big difference maker here. I mean, he has shown that he can be a really 
solid team player. And the number of receptions he's had has gone up every week from the wild card game to the divisional round playoff to the NFC um, championship, up to 11 targets last game. Um, wow. And I think he is really on fire. He's starting to really sync up with Matt Stafford. And watch out. If old OBJ – Exactly. I mean, it's going to be fireworks. I wouldn't be surprised if OBJ outperforms Cooper Cup just because of the fact that yeah, – I, I mean, they'll see those coverages, and, and you can bet. You can bet that that defensive, uh, that defensive room right now for the uh, Bengals are thinking about Cooper Cup. And, but you can't stop both of them, you know, and I think that right. that this could be it could be an OBJ game. And if it's an OBJ game, then you know, I'm, I'm, I might be wrong. <laughs> I'm probably wrong, actually. <laughs> but uh, give me your pick here. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure I know who it is, but give me your yeah. pick. I'm taking the Rams by at least two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Whoa. Yeah. The two spread's touchdowns. only three and a half, dude. You only have to take one. <laughs> no, I'm taking two touchdowns. <laughs> wow. Well, I got the Bengals winning this game. Um, and it's going to be a close one, though. I, I Obviously, they they uh, they have a 3.5-point spread, so I take them with the spread as well. But uh, I think they're going to win this game. Take, give me the thoughts on over-under. Over-under on 48.5 points. Uh, it's going to go over. It's going to be okay. a bit of a shootout. bit of a shootout. Yeah. Yeah, I have that feel too. I, I don't think it's – I think 48.5 is actually pretty easy for them to get to considering the mm-hmm. offensive weapons both teams have. So I would also take the over on there. Okay, let's real quick give a, a read to our sponsor, Thrive Fantasy. All right, come prop up, Thrive Fantasy football season. So, I, you know, I do this every week, and I always get put my picks online at footballgarbagetime.com every week. And so go check it out. And we also do uh, another podcast where we talk about our, our player props. Um, earlier in the week. So go check that out. But they have a promo right now that one of the player props is Evan McPherson over under 0.5 points. I'm pretty sure that's going to win. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying that they, they do this promo every week. And, and the week before was Cooper cup over under like 10 and a half yards. Like those are going to give me, go get it guys, go get it, go get yeah, your money. <laughs> Go get your money. It's 140000 guaranteed in prizes each week and over $4 million <laughs> awarded so far. Uh, use promo code GARBAGETIME when you sign up today, and you'll receive 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. So again, promo code GARBAGETIME at thrivefantasy.com. All right, let's get to our annual prop bets because we do this every year, and it's always so much fun because we keep track of it and we see uh, how we do. So, th- so Trev, you and me, here we go. Let's, I'm going to okay. run through this, and you tell me what, what you got here. Coin toss, head or tails? Tails. Tails. I love it. I'm going to go heads uh, just because I want to be different from you, not because I have any other knowledge and information here. What will the team that wins the toss do? They will opt to receive. Score Interesting. first. Okay. Yep. I am, I'm going to go with they're going to defer um, because I, I, I think I read somewhere – that a lot of teams, since they were able to defer in the Super Bowl, that they uh, that uh, most teams, except for I think maybe two times, actually defer. And I thought that was kind of odd. I, I had thought it was the other way around. But hey, listen, I I won't have any way of citing that if that's real or not. So you guys can just not believe me because I have no way of supporting it. But I'm gonna go with deferring. All right, who will score the first rushing or receiving touchdown? The Rams. Okay, and and give me give me a player. Oh, a player? I never. I didn't yeah. think about the player. Oh, so the first receiving – it'll be receiving touchdown. It's going to be probably OBJ first touchdown. 
OBJ. Okay, that's good. I like it. I like it. I am going to go um, safe on this one, I think, and say Cup because I just feel like he's just going to get at least <laughs> one, and it might as well be. I might as well just go ahead and say it's Cooper Cup here. Who who will score the last rushing or receiving touchdown? And that's going to be the Rams again, and that's definitely going to be Cooper Cup. Yeah, you know, I I wish I could say something different, but I kind of feel like this is setting up for one of those last second flurry of activity, and if anything happens, Cooper Cup will be the guy scoring there. Um, so yeah, I I kind of I don't want it to be Cooper Cup because I feel like it should be a Bengal because I the way I bet it, but I'm gonna go Cooper Cup too. Who will kick the first field goal? The Bengals. Yeah, so that's definitely McPherson, and I agree with that. Yeah. I, I I just feel like that they're gonna stall first. Um, who will kick the longest field goal? McPherson. Yeah, me too. I agree with that. After we all talked about McPherson, it's kind of hard to bet against him at this point. What will the Gatorade color be dumped on the winning coach? Ooh, so I'm going to go obviously blue because of the Rams, so I picked blue. Oh, I like it. I like it. So <laughs> this is the thing. This is the stat I got. 33% of the time, which is the most frequent um, color, it's orange. And guess who has orange colors? It is the Bengals, so Bengals. I'm going to go with orange. <laughs> All right, national anthem. Over, under 98 seconds. It's being performed by Mickey Guyton, by the way. Yes. Um, and she's a country singer, so over 98 seconds. I'm going over 98 seconds. Yeah, Actually, I, I, yeah, yeah, over 98 seconds. You can go over? Yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny, because I have two minds of this. Like, I'm thinking, like, you get excited, you go fast, but I'm also like, well, you're at the Super Bowl. You know, right. you make it last. And country music tends to, I feel like they they last too long anyway, so over sounds good to me. All right. Will a, will a word in the national anthem be admitted or forgotten? No, because it's a, it's being sang by a country music star, and they will never forget any of the words in the national anthem. <laughs> and, so, and, right. That's fair. You know? I like it. That's fair. I, I, I believe that for sure. Uh, okay. Will a scoring drive take less time than the national anthem? Ah. Uh. Yes. One will. Yes. yes. Yeah. I think so, too. Because, I mean, if we're, if we're averaging out about 98 seconds, minute and a half, I can see a fast strike somewhere along For the sure. way. Both sides can do that. Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, um, yeah. OBJ, any of those guys can get a fat, get a fast strike on uh, on one, one to play one or two or three or four. So, yeah. And in, and in those two-minute scoring drills at the end of the halves, I can see that For happening, sure. too. 98 seconds is a, is a, is a long time. Uh, how many planes will fly over? during the national anthem over uh, or just, under five i'm gonna say f- under five just we'll just do four this year <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> under five all right that's cool that's cool i'll, I'll just take the over just because i, I want to be different that's all I, I think it's gonna be they want to make a spectacle out of this and it's the weather is good so they're probably gonna send everybody out there all right True. so uh, which qb will be shown first during the national anthem this is, a tough one. this is a really yeah. good one it's a tough one yeah it's but... really tough I'm going to go with, because it's being played at SoFi, Matt Stafford. Interesting. I'm going to go with Burrow because he's the hot name. That's what I think yeah, that everyone's is. talking about him as a hot name. So I feel like they're going to show Burrow first. And they're the home team, theoretically. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's weird, but they're kind of like, the, it's, a, it's kind of stupid. But anyway, um, okay, let's talk about the halftime show props. All right. Who performs okay. first? Gonna be Dr. Uh, Mary, Gray, Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, or Eminem? Uh, Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm thinking Dr. Dre. I just kind of feel like they're gonna lead with him. You know what I mean? I just got yeah. that feeling. Well, will any of 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a big question mark. They may all come out at the same time and perform together. I don't know. It's going to be a really tough one to figure out. But <laughs> will any of Eminem's performance be censored? Yes or no? Yes. It's kind of hard not to, right? I just kind of yeah, feel like he, he kind of lives to get censored. He made a whole song about being censored. So I can't. <laughs> I just don't understand how he couldn't be censored at some point. It would be off-brand. It just wouldn't be Eminem, you know? Um, all right. So will a football be used as a prop during the halftime show? No. I will go yes. I, I don't Ooh. know how. And I think uh, – but I think they're going to work one in somehow. Um, so – and and I'll be make sure it's a prop, not just a picture. So everybody settle down. If there's a picture of a football in the background, it won't count. Okay. All right. So what will the first song be? It will be Family Affair by Mary J. Blige. Okay. Okay. That's good. You got to start off slow and family oriented. Then you can go ahead and get in the gangster stuff for the rest of the show. <laughs> I feel like still Dre didn't make sense to me, but you know, who knows? Ooh. It's a big, it's a big question. I'm gonna, and I'm taking a little bit of a chance there, I think. But um, number of songs performed over or under eight and a half songs. Ooh, I think they're gonna do over eight and a half. Yeah, I think easily because there's so many of them, and they're yeah. gonna go. I mean, just just if you put one song a piece, you're already at five. Right. You know? There you go. So, mm-hmm. and and they're gonna do. I think they're gonna at least do nine songs. I mean, it's, it won't be complete songs, but they'll definitely hit on, on nine songs. Okay. Will there be a uh oh wardrobe malfunction? Uh no, there will not. No, I agree. Nah. That's unfortunate. I I kind of want to see another wardrobe I malfunction know. just for the hell of it. <laughs> but Same. you know, whatever. That's fine. I I got it. Uh, which commercial will be first after the kickoff? Will it be Booking.com, Expedia, Hologic, Monday.com, Rakuten, or WeatherTech? I don't even know what Monday.com is. You, yeah, me neither. You know what that is? I have no idea no. what that is. I don't want to go to Monday.com. I hate Mondays, so that doesn't make any I'm sense. I'm going to go with uh, Expedia Group because it's the Super Bowl and people are traveling for the Super Bowl. I don't know. Oh, Expedia I like Group. it. I like it. I like it. I'm going to, I'll go booking.com for the same reason, just because I don't want to pick the same thing you did. So I'm going to go <laughs> booking.com. You go with Expedia Group. I like it. All right. And then finally, how many commercials will feature dogs over under six and a half? I think under six and a half. I could see like four to five, but six is pushing it. <laughs> I think there's going to be over. I think there's going to be one commercial where there's going to be like a bunch of dogs in it. That's uh, I just always want commercial where it's gonna be like five dogs hanging out and talking and doing crap, and that's just gonna <laughs> it's gonna blow it right open. That's what I think is gonna happen. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's our pillar. That's our props. You know, those, those are those are actual props, dude. You could actually make those yeah. prop bets um, at almost any casino, um, wow. but a lot of those came from MGM and Caesars. So. You know, it's fun. I, I probably wouldn't put a lot of money in any of those. It just no. FYI. <laughs> but but they're, they're kind of fun to do. They're kind of fun. All right, let's hit the air horn on this show. We are at the end of the show. We've gone to overtime because we love you guys and because it's the Super Bowl, so we supersize okay. our show. Yeah, so Trev, yes, uh, give us your social media so people can follow you. Well, I have changed my, my Twitter handle. It is yes, now sir. at Trev HTTC for Hail to the Commanders. Yes. Kind of weird. I, I, uh, <laughs> I love the Cobra. Uh, did you see Adam and Neva's uh, new uh, Cobra Commander with the uh, Washington on it? I, I can love that, actually. No, I, I love that. that. Oh, yeah, that's really nice. I, th- I, like, I think I like that. I kind of wish Cobra Commander in that kind of red outfit should be <laughs> your mascot. 
I think that's, I think hey, that's the way it should be. Jason Wright said he's quote unquote leaving it up to the fans to decide on a mascot. So oh, here it admit is. That over and over and over and over again. We'll see what happens. Hasbro, <laughs> did you hear us? I see a marketing ploy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, that's my Twitter handle at Trev HTTC. I'm a part of full press coverage with George Carmi. Uh, Rep the district with Nathan and the Stoner and football garbage time right here with Hakun, so I'm everywhere. It is everywhere. Go check them out, and of course, check them out this week, because I'm sure you'll want to talk about all the fantastic things we just talked about in the Super Bowl during the Super Bowl, because (laughs) that's when we're going to be probably totally out of our minds. So it's going to be so much fun. You can follow me on Twitter, at FBGarbageTime, and as always, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy Super Bowl 56 and enjoy your NFL week. Good night, guys.